0: Is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Hello, hello, hello everybody, and welcome back to the She Can She Did podcast, aka the podcast hosted by me, Fiona Grayson that puts a spotlight on young female founders dotted around the UK and asks them to open up to me about the trials and tribulations that they've had to push through and overcome both in front of and of course behind the scenes too to get to where they are with their businesses today. In today's episode I got to chat to a founder whose intelligence and creativity genuinely blew me away whilst we spoke and continues to astound me every single time I try and wrap my head around the technology that she's created. The lady in question being 33 year old Danielle Paredes Fuentes, the co founder and inventor of Gravity Sketch, a virtual reality design tool which allows designers from all over the world, from artists working on some of the biggest blockbuster films to engineers designing the latest vehicles worldwide to sketch, visualise and communicate their ideas in 3D. Originally from Mexico, Daniela came to the UK to study for her Masters at Imperial College London and it was there that the spearheading idea for her first business was born, opening up about everything from the numerous funding methods her and her co-founders have pursued since the early days, including numerous grant applications, rejections from investors and a failed crowdfunding campaign that led directly to a contract with one of the biggest automobile companies in the world how her role has shifted throughout the course of the past six years and how she's tackled the challenging evolution from designing a product to designing a company I literally loved what she had to say about that one her welcomed thoughts on the importance of finding time to grow as an individual not just as a business owner to her insights into managing a team creatively the realities of running a business with co-founders and also what downtime and self-care look like for her of course The fact that Daniela and Gravity Sketch have won numerous awards for innovation doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Not only is the concept that she's created nothing short of genius in my eyes, but she holds her own and continues to lead the way in what is very much still the male-dominated STEM industry, and her approachable nature, intelligence, and passion speak for itself. As always, I hope you enjoy The Natter. So we are a company that develops software
1: that allows creatives like artists and designers to communicate their ideas in the most intuitive way by using immersive technologies like virtual reality, augmented reality. So essentially we have car designers, character designers, game designers, creating content with Grammy sketch and also using it to communicate to others what they have in their heads. That's amazing. So I'm thinking
0: Disney movies. Like that kind of thing. So if, if they're like creating cartoons, would they
1: draw out? Yes. Sets. So essentially, everyone that is creating those cartoons, for example, they'll have an idea in their head, a 3D idea in most times, right? Yeah. But then what happens is that they need to somehow communicate it, especially in the initial stages of creation. They need to put it out there, right, out, out of their heads. Mm-hmm. So they use pen and paper, which means that they need to be really good at communicating 3D ideas in a 2D medium. Yeah. And then whoever is looking at it needs to be really good at taking those 2D ideas and translating them into a 3D idea again in their head, which makes the whole process really difficult. So what we allow them to do is sketch, it's still sketching, only that instead of a piece of paper and having to do perspective drawing, for example, they just sketch in real 3D in space, which removes that whole kind of like translation between 2D and 3D from the the picture.
0: I feel like that's genius, you know, like, I just don't know how people are that intelligent to do that, <laughs> it blows my mind. Where did this idea come from? It
1: came from uh, our master's degree, so mm-hmm. that's how I arrived to London, I came to study at the Royal College of Art and Imperial College. Um, Why? Why London? Because I always felt that London had this, and the UK in general, has this way of integrating science, art and design, mm-hmm in a very, or more importantly, they don't think about integrating it. It just happens naturally. Um, whereas in other places, there's still this kind of like box system where you're either a scientist, or a designer, or artist. And that doesn't really fit with me. And it's part of you know who I am. I always try to take things from different parts of life yeah. and bring them in, combine them, and create something interesting. And that's what I thought. About you know London, it has this culture already, and also it had this amazing school that I wanted to go to. So,
0: <laughs> so what you're you're a student? If you're doing your masters, you're slightly older, I guess, but early twenties. At uh, this point. No, well. Yeah, how old was I? I was twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. okay. So talk me through. Is so if you're a student at the time, was it a kind of project that you were given at uni where you were encouraged to think of an idea, or was it? you know, how, what were the early days of
1: the kind of company? Yeah, so, so yeah, we were given a, a brief and the brief was essentially, you need to create a project. That's it. Um, it was the second year of the master's, mm-hmm. so we had already gone through. It was a master's that was combining designers and engineers together and scientists and like other types of backgrounds. The first year they were kind of like us or not us, but like completely challenge who we were. And then build us back up into becoming, you know, this specific type of designer slash engineer slash scientist slash nothing. Yes. <laughs> um And then that second year, we had to come up with with a project that would integrate all of those. Okay. Um, which means that you know we had to think about, and it, it had to be something disruptive and experimental. Mm. But. You know where do you start from there?
0: It's I was like, going to say that's a lot of pressure. Like be disruptive, <laughs> come, come up with an idea. Is it just something that you thought was missing, or you kind of you were designing something that you wanted yourself?
1: In a way, it was something that we wanted ourselves. But it was more. It came from seeing. We went to a three D printing exhibition. I mean, the four of us in the team. We are designers and engineers, so we've had to go through that pain in our lives. We 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 know it. So obviously it makes things easier. But the idea came and we finally decided what to do for a project. It was when we realized that you know, the future was going to be in 3D and people were going to be creating 3D content at home for 3D printing or, or whatever it might be, that we were going to have interfaces that were completely three-dimensional. And we're like, okay, we've gone through those pains and we know that this future doesn't really exist mm-hmm. if people can't communicate and create their ideas in a very intuitive way. So how can we make something yeah. that will allow people to just essentially extract their ideas from their head? I, I think with ideas like that that's not that doesn't sound like a cheap idea. So how did you finance that? Was it through the course or? Well we so the, the whole project in university we financed it ourselves with scholarships that we had. Okay. Wow We're, All of that so that first MVP came from that but then obviously we graduated and when we graduated and actually tried to make a company out of it the first step that you do is let's go and talk to investors Yeah. yeah and obviously you're presenting an idea that was at that point really far into the future we were trying to challenge many things not just allow people to communicate through ideas easily but how are the new technologies going to help for this and this was Almost six years ago. So when you're talking about VR and AR, you know, five years ago, six years ago, people were like, "Good luck to us in (laughs) ten when these industries have developed." So that was a normal, right? Investment was you know something that couldn't happen. So we 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 basically the whole company survived out of awards and grants. Um, For example, you know, UK has been. It's so really supportive, I think, and it's, you know, I didn't come to London because of that, but it's part of why the culture and why all of this innovation is happening here, because it has this it's great support, right? yeah. exactly, that they're just supporting really good ideas, obviously with a good foundation, but it allowed us to continue as a company until almost two years ago we got our first investment. So, you know, we've been a company for five years already, and and the first 3 we were basically having to survive from
0: grants and little side jobs and <laughs> oh my gosh. When, when the just taking a few steps back when those investors said not not right now what did that feel like because it's your kind of you you've spent I mean, how long, I guess, the second year of your, your master's, so... Yeah, well,
1: the whole project was only three months, so right. to work really quick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: you were invested in it, and it's yes. obviously, if you're going to do it after you've graduated, you, you clearly care a lot about it, it's your business. So, when those investors didn't get it, or at least didn't support it, how did that feel? It felt... Because that's a quick win, isn't it? You get the investment...
1: Okay, yeah, so okay. good. Well, it, it felt frustrating because we had so we didn't want it to do a company, we had this crazy idea and we wanted to push it as far as possible. But we saw that it had a lot of success in the press, it went viral, we had companies calling us to learn more about it, so obviously, we thought you know, this is an interesting thing. We had designers from different places wanting to try it, wanting to buy it. They didn't really understood it completely, but they wanted it. Yeah. Um, and then you go and talk to investors, and investors are like, "Good luck, but no, thank you." And you're like, "But you're not getting it, you know, like this, like amazing idea, and all these people that are excited about it. How could you not get it? Yeah. And obviously, they were getting it. But at the end of the day, you need to think about investors. Yeah, it's cool; they're going to be excited, and that's you know, a, that's one of the things that makes their lives kind of like interesting. They see a lot of projects and they, they invest in them. Yeah. But at the same time, they're investing to get return on their money, full stop, you know? That's the, that's the reality of life. And they were not seeing that in our project. But yeah, back then, we, we, weren't, we weren't seeing that. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, one of the things that, starting out, I didn't have. I didn't have that notion of separating myself from, the excitement, the product, the vision, the like this is so amazing. We're going to change the world. To okay, this is a business. We need to make it happen. Mm-hmm. We need to have this, you know, step by step process and roadmap and and understand how this is going to become a business. Yeah. And not just
0: this crazy idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and did you? You've got co-founder. Yes. 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 Was it a case of just kind of sitting down and working out? Did you have help in terms of applying for all of those grants and applying for the awards, putting yourself out there? Was it just the two of you kind of um, filling in those applications? Because I think they're timely, like, to, to, to oh. go for a business award, God, there's like a lot of questions and a lot of box ticking. and So was it just... They <laughs> are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so
1: it was essentially that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, I mean, uh, some of the awards that we were just being given, like, you know, mm-hmm. there was this award and they would choose us to, to receive it, which is nice. You don't need to do anything for those. the best <laughs> type. Um, but then, yeah, exactly for, for grants and all of this, it takes a really long time. Um, and it's boring. And you need to, like, you know, basically say the same thing over and over, but in a slightly different way, because you need this person to really get it. And then a lot of times, you can't really make them get it, it feels like. So yeah, it takes a really long time and speaking with other founder friends, it's the same thing over and over. But then one thing that we also need to understand is like, yeah, but there's, you know, you're spending some time doing it, but it will fund the
0: money. Exactly. And
1: it will just allow you to be free and explore and make your idea happen. Mm -hmm. So it's worth the investment. Um, Could be less long (laughs) (laughs) or less ticking the boxes and more about the actual project I always
0: think though things like that when it is that kind of box ticking and filling in when you actually get that, when the money comes through it makes those meaningful tasks so much like they're they're worth it aren't they because then it's just kind of like okay that's why I stuck it out, <laughs> yeah. there was something at the end. Um, you, you mentioned that designers were kind of approaching you, you went viral and, and quite early on, talk me through how you actually marketed it and how you to go from like a university project to suddenly people approaching you and wanting to test it and being the kind of talk of the talent in tech world, like like how did you approach that I guess? Well I mean we, we were
1: really lucky from the beginning, I think it was you know in, in, we were lucky in that side and not too lucky in the investment side and we were lucky in the sense that we were doing something so exciting mm-hmm. that people wanted to talk about yeah, us yeah, which happen. really and like, we didn't really have to do anything besides put our website on and then there was this one blog that wrote about us and then this other one and then this other one and suddenly it became Spiral. spiral. Yeah. Uh, but that was really long time ago, and obviously as we kept going people stop caring it's like okay you're doing this app but what about it but that was it i mean we still have good relationships with some of the of the people in the press and if we have something interesting to share they'll want to hear about it but the most important part for us is our users and that's essentially our marketing strategy at least for now because we're still small so we can't really just you know put a lot of money into the marketing Mm -hmm. bucket yeah. Um, so we need to be resourceful and, and kind of like creative. But it's really great that we have a user community that just basically says what Gravity Sketch is and how it supports it, their efforts. And that's the best marketing we can get because yeah. it's it's just
0: honest. And I always feel like when marketing comes from word of mouth like that, there's something, I don't know, it's more powerful. Yes, exactly. Okay, talk me through how, I mean you've obviously got a team of 15 you were saying earlier, now. Do you remember a turning point where you knew you needed to take on more people, like what encouraged that growth I guess? it's It's a bit of
1: a tricky answer because you always, well it's weird because at the beginning we thought that it was just going to be us three, so it's uh, our CTO, who's mm-hmm. our co-founder as well, Shay, my co-founder, and me, you No, know? And with that, we thought that was going to be enough, you know, we could just create a whole company.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> But then, obviously, you start bringing more people in and realizing how faster you can move with more people, if they're the right people. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it becomes this thing that you need more and more and more and more people um, to make the product happen or I guess you also start thinking about that you can take more of your grand vision and make it happen sooner, Mm -hmm. which it's kind of like a balance, right? You don't want to grow so fast that you can't really control the culture or like at least, you know, feed it to the to the new members, because at the end of the day, it's already philosophy how we create Gravity Sketch and and why it's so special for our users and we want this to Kind of, like, cascade down into everyone else that comes into the company, mm-hmm. and we need to do that very carefully. So, we need to be you know not growing so fast, but at the same time, we need to grow fast and bring people in. Mm-hmm. Mostly, it has been, and we come from a product background, so obviously, it's always kind of like our our go to, and the product team has grown quite a bit. And then the commercials are you
0: invested most of the money then,
1: just, kind of yes, just kind of yes, exactly, because it's a whole. Everything is influencing each thing, right? So if we're making the product because we're relying on our users and their feedback and their needs To make the product better so that then their needs are fulfilled mm-hmm. And then they keep talking about garbage cage in a really good way yeah. Then it's a whole circle, right? And if the product is not there and not really solving their problems, then what are we even doing? Mm-hmm. So that's why you know the product is important, but obviously there's other side of the company that um, my co-founder and I have been having to you know fulfil because at the end of the day we're building a company, we're designing a company, and not just a product. Yeah,
0: definitely. So you would you say your role now is more the kind of front face PR aspect, also sales, or how how's your role as a co-founder kind of evolved from the beginning? Really. Like crazy, yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, before it was, and because we came from just making the product, it was really like product, product focused. Mm-hmm. Exactly, really making it, yeah. having a, you know, something it is, to do. Yeah. And and now it's more around one is like figuring out how the business is going to evolve and where are we heading and what's the actual business proposition for this and and you know what investment are we putting in and what is the return that we're you know trying to get out of it. So it's really being more strategical, uh, always thinking about the product, but not too much about the product, but the services that we're going to give to our customers and our users. So, you know, it's really putting all that structure behind so that the product team can flow, the marketing team can flow, the sales team can flow, everyone can work together and, and make things happen alongside with understanding what are the next segments that we're going to be
0: tackling. Given that you went to an art university and it obviously was so creative at, biz- at the beginning, now your role is so business focused and it's all strategy and it's kind of the, I guess, financial forecast, all of that kind of thing. But how does that sit with you knowing, like, because if you, you're obviously a creative person and so much of running a big company, that I guess the, higher, the bigger the company gets, the more, you, you know, your team grows. Your role suddenly shifts
1: so much. Does it still sit well with you? Like, do you still enjoy it, that kind of aspect of it? Um, some parts. I'm not going to lie. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> some parts, obviously. I'm like, oh, I want to like do my master's to become just this like crazy design engineer scientist that was going to make crazy stuff and like really creative. But then, what is creative? Yeah. And that's you know where it's sits. and something that my co-founder once told me was you know, Danny stopped thinking about designing the product and started thinking about designing a company. Mm-hmm. And then that like clicked like really well to me, and I was like, okay, that makes sense, and challenge accepted. Yeah, and yeah, you can I be creative in, in different ways, right? Yeah. And it's now this, um, this energy, like, every, like the same thing as what made me creative in just making one idea, one project, one, one product, mm-hmm. Is the same drive and energy and passion that makes me think about how to solve, so like how to solve problems Mm. or, you know, do something interesting or
0: innovative within the company. So, Mm. I love that. Obviously, going into business with co-founders was that a conscious decision? You wanted a co-founder, or was that the kind of the masters because it was like a group thing? Encouraged you to. It was. was, It was. A question in there somewhere, basically.
1: Yeah, no no, 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 understand (laughs) the question. It was it was by default in a way. I mean, I've never liked to work by myself. I don't think that people. I mean, yes, some people can work by themselves, but I think no, no, and I think that many minds together create something better than just one. And that's how we created Gravity Sketch. It was for really, really different minds but really similar at the same time, working really well together um, to create something really great. And then when we graduated, we basically, all the four of us, created the company. And it was good, but then obviously people had different ideas on where the company should go, because it didn't start trying to become a company, it started trying to just become a really yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. project. And you know, eventually two of our co-founders left, because they had other things they wanted to pursue. Um, and and Shay, my co-founder and I stayed um, because we were also very aligned in where we wanted to take the company Mm -hmm. that's not saying that we don't have you know arguments and that we don't you know have sometimes different views on very specific points but the the big picture the vision we are we don't even have to speak about it it's just like we know where we're heading and then at some point we brought our CTO who came Afterwards, and he completely became another another part of Gravity Sketch and a really really important one. Mm-hmm. So obviously he's you know he we consider him and he's also already a co-founder. So that that one was by chance and by choice. Yeah. Um, the other one, like Shay and I, joined, and it was by choice because we started a group together. We chose to be in that group, mm-hmm. um, but then eventually, like now, you know, it's six year, years down the line. It's more like this really really close relationship with your co-founder which is something I mean something interesting and really nice in you know, a yeah. way to have all that I always, I
0: always think with co-founders it's so good because you have someone to share the highs but also it's the, it's the lows where I kind of think oh that would be nice to have someone to like just go through that with so yeah. yeah it's good. Do you socialize outside of work or is it a strictly business thing? Um, we do socialize outside of work yeah,
1: yeah. I mean it's <laughs> It's funny because it's we socialize but then we end up just talking about work. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good because we're excited about it. It's not that, well, it's all boring, we're talking about work again. Yeah. It's more like you know, imagining the future where we're heading and, yeah. and making plans. What are
0: you most proud of? Is there a kind of a deal that came in or a- or customer that you were super proud of?
1: Um, Well, essentially that, the, the, the customers that we have. So we have, for example, Ford is now using Gravity Sketch, which amazing. is amazing. It's like thinking about, you know, the first car company and then suddenly, it's huge. Uh, you know, they're, you know, it may, it makes sense that they are the first ones that publicly announce that you know they're using gravity skates and they're using new technologies to create the future cars. Mm-hmm. Um, makes complete sense but it's so exciting. Yeah. And, and how how did you get that one? That one was interesting I and mean, it's part of like the the ups and downs of the company yeah. at some point. When we graduated, we weren't focused at all. We wanted this you These, these students,
0: you don't know have to be. Yeah, exactly. And people kept telling us, you
1: need to focus. And we being like, oh, these people are boring. Yeah. They want us to focus. They have no idea what we want to do. But then at some point, we, we launched a Kickstarter campaign that's, okay. you know, to show how unfocused we were. We were like, yeah. And this was almost three years ago. A VR software on Kickstarter. Like nobody had VR headsets. Mm-hmm. Even now, it's still like not everyone has them. Yeah. Um, it's a growing industry, but back then it was like... Um, so obviously, people were not backing us, and it was a failed campaign. We had to close it, but then after closing it, we started getting a lot of the people that were backing us, they started contacting us, and some of them were designers from... For, and we started having more conversations with them and eventually they started trying the software and
0: you know that's how we started working and this was really
1: a long time ago like almost like two or three years ago that you know they started really using the software.
0: That's like the classic example of I'm just trying to think of some of the girls I've spoken to when they talk about their crowdfunding campaigns and the amount of stress and pressure of you know you put your pride on the line asking people for money there's so much that kind of goes into a campaign. But that your story there, that's a classic example of those how I always think something good comes from the lows. They always learn something or but that's like the most amazing <laughs> like outcome. Like so that's better than smashing a campaign, surely getting that board on board.
1: Yeah, and and not just that, it made us Focus. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it made us it made us stop saying it's for everyone. Yeah. And it was it was something like a step that we wanted to take because we know that the software will eventually be for everyone in some way or another. Not necessarily the same way as, you know, the super all star um, designers are using it, but mm-hmm. it's a communication tool, right? So it will be used by everyone. But at the moment it's, you know, professional designers, creatives, artists really looking to get their ideas through. Mm-hmm. And that moment, it was like our moment of saying okay, it's for professionals, not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was hard because we didn't want to settle and we settled, but yeah, it was a great outcome. It felt really bad to like press that cancel button of the campaign. It was like, you know, defeat. But then yeah, that good thing came out of yeah. it. And that's, you know, the other thing. One, one is, you know, this crazy big company doing really amazing things with the future of designing cars. But then on the other side, we have many different users from different backgrounds. It's really a pity that we can't really like talk about where they're working, um, in some cases, in some Mm -hmm. we do. But, you know, they're working in the film industry, making movies, planning the scenes with Gravity Sketch, creating the characters that are going to be in the movies. Um, The spaceships, whatever might be in them. We have game developers also using Gravity Sketch, the designers blocking out where things are going to be and planning the experience and also the scenes that you're going to have there, the buildings or whatever might be in the game. Uh, We have industrial designers creating products like chairs and appliances and all these sort of things. We have people in the aerospace. So the uses are really varied and that's, I think, the Proudest part of you know being in Gravity Sketch is like getting like seeing all that that work being
0: done yeah. by these amazing amazing uh, creatives. This podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Let's move on to we've briefly spoken about them generally but like the the overarching challenges what has been the hardest hat to wear as a as a boss as a business owner the hardest hat okay
1: (laughs) many um i guess that hat, the business owner hat, um in the sense of now i don't get to to be the crazy designer and the crazy creative that is just exploring an idea. And I need to actually think about what's best for the company. And maybe the idea that I'm having at that moment is not the best for the company, but I need to make that decision and, and just understand that it's for the greater good. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, kind of like switching from me mode and what I want to what's The best for the company.
0: Yeah. How do you like channel your? Because you must still be a creative person. So where do you get that kind of outlet? Do you, I don't know, do anything in your spare time to like get it all out?
1: Well, both things. So I do it inside of the company. I try to um, stir things in a different way, and you know, inspire the teams. Do exercises that, like, even I'm right now um, developing the customer success side of things for the company, and it's how do we. Creatively solve this problem and do something interesting in that this area. Okay, so it's yeah. still kind of like I'm still me yeah, So yeah. it's it, it's only that I need to also Continuously think what's the benefit, you know, like it's not just creating an idea for the sake of it yeah. But making sure that it's going to benefit the company and then on the other yeah, side the and can afford <laughs> it and the budget um, and in that sense, I think we're really good, in the sense that we're super strict with sticking to the budget, and um, Shane, my co-founder, is like, you know, the sergeant for that, (laughs) but (laughs) it's been really good, because we've been able to survive many years with, like, little money, and taking the company where we are with tight budgets. And yeah, on the the outside, I try to do more creative things, Painting or pottery classes
0: or. Oh my gosh! I tried a pottery class. I was so useless. I always a few people. They make they make it look so easy, don't they? <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, yeah walking all over the place. Um, what about the worst day on the job so far? Has there been a day that really have you ever been tested to the point where you thought about chucking it all in? <laughs> oh,
1: many times. I mean, not not one specific day, but like seasons or like you know blocks of days. Yeah. That especially in the, in the old days, one of the, the hardest parts were um, taking that decision that two of our co founders were going to leave. Yeah, but, um, that's you know, it, it was hard. We were friends, mm-hmm. so we are friends, but you know, it was this moment where you suddenly understand that that might not be the best. It's another example of like what's the best for the company, mm-hmm. and you know, people have different. Paths in life, and then you need to make a a strong decision. Mm -hmm. That was um, that was hard, and it's. I think it's always been around when I have these kind of like troubles are around that personal factor and the business factor. Yeah. Um. Because at the end of the day, you're so immersed in your company; it's part of you. That it's really tricky to separate both. Yeah, take it personally. Yeah. Exactly. Is Is
0: that got easier? you know, yeah. as, as you've got more used to being in this kind of business game, I guess. Yes, completely, yeah, because yeah. then you stop, it's not personal,
1: it's completely about business, and the quicker people realize this, um, the better, because even you can have more interesting conversations with your teammates about a problem inside of the company, and it's nothing personal that I'm telling you that your idea is not so good, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> like, let's just get to a better idea. Yeah, yeah, and yeah.
0: You obviously said there's like chunks of time though where it it can be it's like prolonged struggles. So, in terms of looking after yourself and making sure you kind of keep going in that period, do you have any kind of like go-to for self-care practices or what? What keeps you going through all of that? Yeah. In um, terms of you as Danielle, and not necessarily the the boss of the company. Well, one
1: is uh, family. Mm-hmm. That's you know. Uh, cure of everything okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and recently spending time with my nephew yes. it's like just such a cute thing that you need to pay attention to all the time so it completely removes you from any other thoughts yes. in life and it's just like oh he said ah, oh. <laughs> you know, so cute um, that's one and then the other one obviously my husband is just mm-hmm. like you know, spending time with him mm-hmm. but then on my like more me side of things. I really like cooking, cooking kind of like relaxes
0: me. Honestly my goji switch off, I that. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like you get lost in the kitchen. It's just, yeah. You can, I can, and
1: it takes me such a long time to do everything. But then, I guess, but <laughs> okay. after I'm done cooking, I'm like, oh, I spent all this time cooking, I could have been doing work. And then I'm like, no, no, you were trying to relax. Yeah, and okay, it's um And then the other one, I really like to um, do yoga mm-hmm. and just Calm myself, but also like exercise and put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Sweat it
0: all Exactly. I love nature as well, so I
1: try to go to like just hiking or mm-hmm. to the beach and just listen to nature.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you, I mean, how much time do you take off in terms of your weekly hours? You know, what does your kind of diary look like? And how, how has it evolved, I guess, as well as the business has grown? I normally really, really try to take a weekend, so I'm strict with that, mm-hmm. um, and more
1: now that I got married last uh, last year. It's thank you. <laughs> um, and we started living together after getting married. So. Oh
0: my god, that's brave.
1: Yeah, I know. But it just happened. We weren't really <laughs> planning it. You we know, were like, we feel such like an old style couple. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> Until we get married, yeah. we're gonna. But you know that it happened naturally. But then, I mean, it's amazing, we're enjoying it a lot and I'm really trying to make my weekends all about just spending time with my husband, with our friends, with just being me outside of work. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that like, never happens like, completely, yeah, yeah. but at least, you know, I try and I force myself during the week. Um, it's mainly gravity sketch, mm-hmm. but I also try to put some exercise in there somehow. I'm trying to learn Japanese, but. Oh my
0: gosh! Yeah, but like, um, I but guess design though, that would be so helpful, right? Is that why? Or you just fancy the challenge? I just fancy the challenge, I mean, uh, I. Is, think... it, is it Tokyo that's like, hang on, I just embarrassed myself? Tokyo is Japan, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're gonna die. You've something and you're like, hang on, like. Yeah. But Tokyo's a really design city, isn't it? Yeah. So, like, I guess that would come in.
1: It, it, it comes handy, and it's, I lived in Tokyo for three months mm-hmm. in doing uh, my design mentorship for my master's. Right. And being there, I fell in love with the culture and with the language as well, mm-hmm. and I also realized that one day I want to live in Japan because I really loved it, but I missed so many things for not being able to understand what was happening around mm-hmm. me, and I don't want to happen again, so I'm like trying to get there obviously it's like a crazy challenge Uh, but at the same time I think that I need to and this happens a lot because you're so focused on growing your company growing also as a business person and you're continually having to learn something being outside of your comfort zone is kind of like your day to day that you forget also to just keep growing as an individual and it's like yeah I want to learn Japanese just because the same way as someone chooses how to no, play guitar, you play the guitar, just it. because when you're a kid, then just because I learn Japanese. Yeah.
0: You've obviously mentioned your husband and family. How have your relationships evolved throughout the past five years? And have you seen any relationships with friends, family, swing either way, for the better or worse, as you've kind of got busier and more successful?
1: Well, in terms of
0: busier, yes, because I have less time to
1: meet a lot of people. But I've always been this kind of person, of, you know, I've lived in different places of the world throughout my life, so I think people are used on just thinking of me as a friend and knowing that I'm there, <laughs> I not necessarily, like, meeting in person. Um, so that has, you know, hasn't been a problem too much, but yeah, obviously, like, you know, I miss seen some of my friends sometimes and it's like, Whoa, it's been one year and I haven't seen you. Mm. Alright, that's crazy. Let's do something about it. And then you never do something about yeah. it. The next year is the company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I mean but that's part of life and I think everyone is in the same channel, not you know, just as a business woman, but everyone that you know you just grow up yeah. and start doing other things. And then you know my relationship to my husband lives in Mexico actually so we have a type of a long distance yeah. marriage which is crazy and we don't think it's going to change anytime soon because my company is here his company is there and we've accepted it and we've more than accepted it and like embraced it because we know that and that's how our relationship has always been it's it's about you go do your thing and grow as a person I'll do the same and we're together somehow wow. <laughs> But then I was like, okay, well, that, how is that going to work with kids? <laughs> he were like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But I think we're going to be a sort of a nomad family. And I was like,
0: all right, I'm yeah. down to it. So I always feel like life just figures itself out, doesn't it? Yeah, like, you just make it work. It's exactly. Just, yeah. Exactly. And we're both passionate about what we're doing. Mm. So,
1: like, making one or the other give it up, mm. it wouldn't make sense.
0: So he has his own business as well? Yeah. Okay that's so shared mindset you just get just getptic yeah yeah exactly yeah, exactly. Exactly. yeah. Did, you, did you face any kind of skepticism at the beginning, given that your idea I'm not just thinking from not from the investor side but from those around you when you were sharing your vision for what you wanted to create, did you ever face any kind of like, mm, yeah, like yeah always did I think
1: you're always going to face those things people are scared of. Making things happen, mm-hmm. and somehow they express those fears through telling you not to do it yeah. <laughs> instead of encouraging you. And yeah, obviously, like probably in many cases, ideas fail. Yeah. But if you don't try, then you'll never know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's always people are like, Oh, but are you sure? And especially if you tell someone, I'm going to change the way people communicate through the ideas that's a bold statement so obviously starting with that point they're like oh well but you know yeah we'll see <laughs> yeah we'll see in a of
0: um so you'll have people that encourage you and be like wow that's crazy mm-hmm. and you'll have people that are like okay, okay yeah how did you handle those conversations then? Because it's something that comes up so frequently. It's that the first few months when you're trying to prove, you haven't proved it yet. You haven't got that kind of, the Ford backing you, for instance, that obviously Ford are buying your product. You can't argue with that. That's like, okay, yeah, it must be legitimate. <laughs> um, but, you know, for anyone starting out where they haven't got that kind of success where their friends and family go oh she must be doing okay then what's your advice to them, those people for handling the com- those conversations mm-hmm. I think part of, that's part of the past so you're always going to have someone that doubts you it is, it is yeah. and I
1: think it's taking those conversations and, and those comments as a, I mean it's going to sound such a inspiring one or whatever <laughs> but it's like just take that as more fuel yeah. to making you do what I you love want I love cheesy comment. <laughs> yeah it's like super cheesy um but, but it's so tr- it's it true. is true. Yeah. It is true. And ha- there will always be haters. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't come always in a hater kind of way. But people, it's just, just think that people think that things are hard. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then go with it. That's the best tool that you
0: have. Yeah. No, I love that. Going forward then, how do you see the business developing? Obviously you said that you and your co-founders, you all share that vision. So what is the vision for the next? What do you want the business to be in 10 years time?
1: We want the business to, to be at a place where people know that they can come to our tools to be able to communicate their ideas um, in different ways, right? So mm-hmm. the same way as you go to Ooh. some other products, like, I don't know, you go to the supermarket. No, that's really horrible. Scratch that, <laughs> scratch that. So we want all of the, all of the creative sense. Artists and designers and essentially everyone that has a 3D idea to come to our tools and mm-hmm. our software and, and the different communication tools that we're building that will like so that they can communicate. That's really like, hey,
0: time. No. Oh my gosh, my tongue! Did
1: you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's Are you hungry? i <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to
0: lunch. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so we want people to come to our software and our, our different products to be able to communicate their ideas. Yeah, yeah. At the end, we want people to be able to just express what they're thinking. I mean, that's the part that we, my co-founder and I share, um, share a lot is we want this company to be global. Yeah. It is already global. Like. That's the good thing about software, right? You can just basically course, yeah. deploy it to everyone.
0: Yeah. But do you, want, do you mean like you want a presence in other cities? Yeah, and I
1: think eventually you need to. Um, we're already seeing it, you know, for example, for this in the US, and they obviously expect some sort of service. Um, you know, all the services that we're providing, we're still having to provide them from here, and it will be really good to be able to just have. You know, persons there. Same for all of the different customers um, that we have all over the world. So, eventually, yes. But those are kind of like big, um, big, goals. big goals. But yeah, I guess in You're, ten years. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh okay, so Daniela, to round up, then I've been asking some statements. I'll start the sentence. I'd like you to finish, please. So, number one, being my own boss means being a chameleon yeah i like that, that's so true what's your favorite hat to wear? my favorite hat to wear what's your favorite color?
1: Comedian, yeah. yeah i'm starting to like so many i mean for example like this is the weirdest one it's Like, i really enjoy reading contracts <laughs> so much <weird. laughs> i mean I not mean, in it's the same, like oh yes perfect but i, I like understanding for me, it's the rules of the game, right? Okay. And it's like, how do we make the rules of the game easier or better? Or like, that we... And see people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that part, I'm like... And nobody really reads, like, for example, terms and conditions for yeah. all the software that you use. Nobody reads it. Yeah. I've had to read so many of them. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting to find those things, that's not my favorite hat, it's just the weirdest one that I would have never expected to
0: really like.
1: My favorite hat is actually the part of customer success, customer experience, like really understanding what journey
0: they're going to be taking and making sure that they're taking the best journey possible. Love that. Um, number two, when it's not quite going to plan, my advice would be to Find one good thing that you're doing,
1: stick to it make it your focus um, and you know, just you know, baby steps. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah, it's like that niche isn't it? Like if you know that then you become an expert in it and all spirals from that. Exactly, because if you're trying to solve everything, you will never be able to. Yeah. Number three, if I could go back to day one of my business, I would tell myself... Focus <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and relax so that you can focus and it's going to happen, just you need to be Working hard then. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Because it's it's something that you never, you never, like, you always have, and I still have it, and probably, like, in 10 years somebody's going to, like, ask me the same question, I'm going to say the same answer. Mm -hmm. But, you know, five years ago, like, somebody, if somebody would have come and told me, it's going to happen, like, just keep doing it and keep, you know, working and, and defending your vision it will happen, then I would have been a bit more... It, that's sure.
0: But I think that's what it sets people apart, though, It's because I think that's what, why so many businesses, why people walk away from it, because they're so it's an unknown. I yeah. just it could all go to pop, but like I think the best people, it is that gritting teeth and just trusting that you're going to be good enough to fulfill it, yeah. or you'll make it work. Yeah, you'll make it work. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> part of the like million side <laughs> of things. Yeah. Is. More of the story. <laughs> um, if I had to describe myself as a businesswoman, I'd say that I am. I am a mix
1: of ambitious, naive, <laughs> and a twist of um, of craziness.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's about the perfect combination <laughs> for someone that's going to do something amazing. Yeah. Do you think? Okay. You have to be a bit like naive, going a bit blindly, like just graze
1: everything. Completely, yeah. like if if that doesn't happen then you're questioning things before they even start. Yeah,
0: I was in that one, it's over planned and it's too rigid and you just kind of think there's no room there for something to go wrong. So it's like just roll with it a bit. Exactly, yeah. exactly.
1: But obviously if you tell these three things to an investor they'll be like yes, am oh, sure I want to invest in this person? Yeah. <laughs> they want <that>. so <laughs> Obviously it's the mix of like I'm also really grounded, I work
0: hard yeah. And, yeah. you know that's... And I do have. When <laughs> I do have a man. <laughs> uh, very lastly, I want my legacy to be that. I want my legacy to be that I influenced, I had a, a little bit
1: of a, a say in how the world is actually going to be able to create the future, the future essentially, the future 3 ideas and communicate them. If
0: that happens, <laughs> I feel like it's already happening. It's already happening. Yeah, we've already done it. We that one. Amazing! Thank you. Thank you. Fifty minutes. Thank you for listening to She Can She Did. If you fancy being a complete star and doing your good deed for the day, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes to give the She Can She Did series a little boost and help others to find it. You can also attend the Midweek Mingles, the She Can, She Did event series for female founders and aspiring female business owners, featuring a whole lot of business inspiration and the all important GTs in equal measure. For more information and to book your ticket, head to www.shecanshedid.com. I would love to see you there.